You're listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. One of the questions that I'm asked most often is, when is your podcast coming back? And if you've been the one to ask that question, then you know I hem-haw around about that one. I'm always wanting to bring it back. And yet what holds me back is imperfection. I'm not a perfectionist, not by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want this podcast to sound professional. So when I have you know, background noise, the the vacuum in the apartment hallway or the traffic at the street below, even the church bells outside my window. I feel frustrated and I try to edit it all out and I I edit out the skips that I have with my words or with my voice, uh, if I cough or sniff or anything. And it ends up taking way too much time. And I have decided if I really want to accomplish my goal, for 2020, which is to bring this podcast back consistently to offer you encouragement, then I have to focus on you, not me. I don't care if you hear the noises of my life behind me coming into this microphone. If there is a plane overhead and that's what I'm hearing, then that's going to be what you hear too. If there's a dog outside the door barking, which there often is, um, you're going to hear that. That's, that's okay. I'm not going to edit it out. And if I stumble on my words, please have patience. I'm really focusing on you. I want to bring encouragement to you more than I want to sound great because I have been focusing on sounding great. And that has produced absolutely nothing. So I'm bringing the podcast back in whatever way I can. This one is episode 37 how to parent in a way that changes the world. And by the way, I realized one of the great things I could bring to this podcast are some of my old blog posts. Remember blog posts (laughs) that we used to take time to go and read or have it all come through this um, unified feed every day? Well, no, nobody's reading blog posts like they used to. And it it grieves me to think that I have 42 pages worth of blog posts on my website that no one will ever see again. So I'm resurrecting a few of my favorites and just reading them to you. I feel like that's a better use of your time. So whatever you do while you, while you listen to podcasts, whether you're exercising, going for a, a walk, or if you do what I do, which is clean, listening to podcasts while I'm cleaning is just about the only way I can get through it because I love thinking while I'm cleaning. That way I don't think about cleaning. (laughs) Um, But if you are encouraged by what I read on these blog posts, let me know. And the way you can let me know is by putting a comment on my podcast section, some review. If you leave a review or a comment, I'm going to see it. So without further ado, here we go. (laughs) How to parent in a way that changes the world. When a group of seven or so high schoolers walk together, they spread out long like a cordon sweeping across the sidewalk. Nobody wants to be the one who's behind the group, 
So they walk side by side, shoulder to shoulder. To shoulder. They subtly push people off the path so that they can pass by in their own carnival parade. And they don't have to be feeling particularly obnoxious in order to do this. They just do it. But yesterday, one of those teenagers was not only obnoxious, she was aggressive. Now, she was very pretty, stunning, in fact. Anyone would have noticed her, especially because her features were unique. Clearly, she had albinism which means there was no pigment in her skin or her hair. She was paper white and lovely. And she was accustomed to being stared at. I'm sure of that. But how she chose to deal with that was strange. I walked behind her group of friends, so I saw how many times she stuck her hand out in front of a stranger's face and waved wildly. Hi, she blurted in a loud and silly way. She and all her friends would laugh when the passerby would look up and show that he was startled at the sight of her. It was like she was preempting public curiosity with her own poor manners. I both longed to commiserate with her and to correct her at the same time. If I could have talked to her, I would have said, Okay, I know sometimes the stairs are annoying, dear. But that stranger could be staring at you because you're beautiful. Do you realize that? Some people are just absent-minded when they're staring. That also happens. It's not malicious. And if that is the reason they're staring, they would be so embarrassed if you drew it to their attention in a mean way. So why be tacky and wave in their face? Just smile at them. That's all. Be gracious. Then I would have given that young woman an example from my own life this week. A little girl who was about five was riding on a scooter beside her jogging daddy and they zipped toward me down the sidewalk. She stopped abruptly and stared when she saw me, her mouth gaping. Why does she go like that, walking, she said out loud. I kind of thought the syntax of her sentence was cute. Her father, who had stopped beside her, put his arm around her shoulder and kept walking, leading her in the direction they were already headed. I winked at him as he passed, and he smiled back. I wanted him to know it was okay. She walks that way because that's the way she walks, sweetheart. Don't you remember when we talked about that the other day, that everyone is different? He valued her curiosity enough to give her a legitimate answer. Great dad. Just so you know, kids get a free pass. I mean, I've been in supermarkets when a kid asks a question like that out loud and the mother or the father is so humiliated that they immediately apologize to me. And why would they do that? Then they turn and reprimand the child. Don't ask that out loud, leave her alone. I'll tell you all about it in the car. Listen, I think an an inquisitive child deserves an answer, and usually you can give them an immediate one. In the past, I've walked right up to the shopping cart with a big smile on my face and told the little one, it's quite all right to ask me questions. They could ask me any question they want. And then I explain a little bit about my disability. It takes, what, two sentences? 
The poor parent standing there is obviously relieved, and the child smiles appreciatively. It's not his fault that he ended up with a mom or dad who doesn't show respect. See, when a mother or father doesn't show respect for the intellect of the child, they are not showing respect for questions of the child. Then what I know is they don't really have that much respect for me either. It's all a facade. I do think there needs to be a lot of social progress and reform, but I also know it begins with basic home education. And here's how I wish it would happen. Start with your kids. They're innocent. There are three steps you can take to parent in a way that changes the world. In front of your kids, number one, try not to say anything derogatory about handicapped parking. That's simple, right? That parking is reserved for people who are disabled. And when you say things like, why are there so many handicapped parking spots? They're never all used at the same time. Or when you say something like, maybe I can just park here for a second and leave the car running with y'all inside. I only have to get inside and get one thing. Or when you say something like, I sure wish I could park close too. And by the way, I hear that one at least twice a month. When you say those things, you're sending the wrong message to your children. And by the way, never, and I mean never, borrow your grandmother's handicapped parking placard and then expect your child to grow up with integrity. The second way you can parent to change the world. Have a decent and respectful conversation about disabilities with your children before the embarrassing grocery store incident occurs. You can always start with, you know, everyone on the planet is different. And that's what cool, that's what's so cool about being alive. No one is the same. People get around in different ways. Some of us walk, some of us use canes or walkers. Some of us use wheelchairs. The sooner you introduce the concepts of disabilities to your children, I'm not saying they won't stare at a grocery store, but you'll have an easy anchor to go back to. Remember that one time we were talking at home about how everyone gets around differently? The person with a disability who overhears that line of conversation is going to be delighted that you are a proactive parent. And the third way that you can parent in a way that changes the world is to enjoy all kinds of friends who are different in all kinds of ways. Let your little ones get used to the idea that not everyone looks the same, not everyone does things the same way. All people on the earth may be walking side by side and shoulder to shoulder in life, but nobody likes to feel like they're the one behind the group. That said, you will probably be embarrassed in the grocery store anyway. But don't kick yourself. Don't scold your child, for goodness sake. Kids need encouragement in order to keep the light of curiosity blazing in their minds. The last thing we want to do 
is to turn it off. I'm a teacher. Trust me on this one. Wisdom in the sun.